0: Homo caravita! Do the homer
1: jade Hey, hey, kids! We're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 103th Simpsons Podcast. Hey kids, it's Annoyed Grunt Boy Craig, and if this is your first time listening to the 138th Simpsons podcast, or maybe you've listened to it before, either way, welcome and thank you. What you're about to listen to is the beginnings of this podcast. Now, like many podcasts when they start out, it might sound a little shaky, the audio quality isn't great, but hopefully the content is. And hopefully you guys will stick around and listen to other episodes, because it does get better. Again, thank you, and welcome to the show.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 138 Simpsons Podcast. I'm your half-host, Steve, and with me, as always...
1: ...is the other half, Craig.
2: Hey, Craig, how's it going?
1: It's going great,
2: Steve. Wonderful. Welcome to the week. How was your previous week?
1: Um, Pretty good, pretty good. I've enjoyed the weather we've had lately. It's, it's been beautiful. It's funny because uh, the Portland... Oregon area or you know this this whole area we have we have pretty much just like two seasons right Mm -hmm. as they say we have fall and then we have summer um and I took advantage of this summer that we started because we've only had one day of spring so far because this is the second day of spring on this Thursday right um (laughs) <laughs> as soon as like that that sun comes out there's no clouds there's no rain like i throw my shorts and sandals on it doesn't matter even though if it's like 50 degrees i'm wearing that and yeah. i and i'm outside grilling you know that's my thing i love it you love to grill i love to grill and uh as you know last week was my birthday yes how was your birthday it was uh i don't really celebrate birthdays i think this was the most celebration i've had just on this podcast um (laughs) i don't i don't do parties i don't i don't need that you know you get to a certain as soon as you turn 21 for me it feels like it's over yeah you don't need another party right right other people have parties it's fine you know just i'm just saying but i got a great gift uh, what's that the misses got me something i've been wanting for a long time oh. it is uh, uh steve you ever watch the hot ones on youtube I'm, yeah i've seen it familiar with it yeah so if you're not familiar with this listeners it's uh well obviously it's a uh it's a youtube show where uh, uh where they interview celebrities while eating chicken wings and each chicken wing that they get to is hotter than the next. And so they make their own sauces. And I've always wanted to try their sauces. And so she got me the little gift package of, of three of the sauces that are featured on. Oh. There. And so they have the most famous one is the last dab, which is like the number 10, the, the hottest sauce, right? Which mm-hmm. you know, everyone goes bonkers over because it's so hot and they all die at the end. Um <laughs> so there was that one. There was the uh Los Calientos, which is like in the middle. It's, it's number five of spice level. And then there's their basic uh their the most famous hot sauce, right? So we got these and like I've been trying to try this because you know I watched you know like these celebrities like Gordon Ramsay, like Cry over it, and like calling it <laughs> a fucking shite. And Alton, if you ever watch it, I recommend the Alton Brown one is my favorite episode. I've not seen that one. I'll check that. That out. one is so good because he he obliterates one of these hot sauces, which isn't one that they actually made. There's one some hot sauce called De Bomb, which mm-hmm. I I, I want to try, it, but it just sounds like irritating. Like I'm I'm you know Steve is as, as you may know, I'm a little bit of a heat seeker. Uh, right, <laughs> original thought there. Uh, but I don't like the hot sauces that are just like they, they, they burn you and like they're like, yes, just heat. you need the flavor as well. Yeah. So here's the great thing. Here's my reports on these these flavors. The original hot sauce is good. Uh, is it my favorite? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the the last stab, which is the hot, the hottest one uh, there. There's there's heat there. Um, don't put it on your lips. Like that's what that's the main problem when you eat like these hot wings. Right. Is, is, is it gets on your lips and it burns okay but i gotta say the best of the sauces was the las caliantos uh sauce which was Ooh. i remember watching the Alan brown one uh episode and he said that was really good and then gordon ramsey as well was like this is actually pretty good and so i was not skeptical i was like well i gotta really try this one and oh my god it's like the best hot sauce but it's it's a sweet hot sauce which You get that initial sweet and then you get the heat, but it kind of evaporates. So you don't it doesn't linger. So uh, shout outs to our uh, free plug for Los Caliantos, which they don't need a plug at all. But that's what I'm going to say about my week.
2: So, Steve, how was your week? Well, Craig, as you know, I'm kind of a bartender, and uh, this past Sunday we celebrated St. Patrick's Day, and I was kind of expecting uh, a whole bunch of drunken people, a lot of green beer, raucousness. Most of
1: Irishmen. Yeah, and you know how I feel about them. You know how the Simpsons uh, feel about them, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the leprechaun character when he pops up. I don't like that.
1: Eventually, we will.
2: Yeah. But anyway, um, so instead of debauchery, I had a fairly quiet night and a uh, really long conversation with an Indian man about the movie My Dinner with Andre and philosophy.
1: Uh, when you think of St. Patrick's Day, you think of an Indian man and the Wallachan movie My Dinner with Andre. Right? Yeah. It was...
2: <laughs> A lot of fun. I, you said that I had a good soul. So have
1: you you've seen My Dinner with Andre?
2: Most of it, yeah.
1: Like, did you fall asleep most of the times that you've watched it?
2: I want to say no because I want to sound like a smart person, but uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, no. I tried to watch it a couple times on like the uh, – like on Hulu I think it was on, and I was like, <sighs> I got to watch this because it's, you know – people talk about this movie um mostly because i'm a huge fan of christopher guest and waiting for right. guffman at the end of the movie when spoilers uh when corky st clair opens his his little shop uh <laughs> he has what is it my dinner with andre lunch or no he's my dinner with andre action figures which right yes yeah. it's the most unaction movie you know yeah inaction did i use that wrong yeah In action, yeah In action good. movie so uh that's where my fascination of that started but yeah so that was interesting you had this conversation with that man
2: yeah we talked about philosophy and travel and all kinds of deep stuff it was kind of nice oh
1: that sounds lovely well, Steve, let's get on with the uh, the show proper as we usually do. Yes, indeed. Um, this episode took place, actually, did took <laughs> it, it <laughs> aired on March third, two thousand thirteen. So we had a little something new. We usually talk about movies and music. Um, mm-hmm. Got to talk about what happened on that day. Ooh! Um, I found a little website called OnThisDay.com. Who com. Who does Doing right? the deep research. Deep research. So. Uh, on March 3rd, 2013, the day that this episode aired, we have mm-hmm. two headlines and one famous death. So, Steve, what do you want, oh. what do, what do you want first? Do you want the headlines well... or the famous death?
2: I don't want to focus too much on the death, so let's get that out of the way first. Okay.
1: then we'll get to the good news. Okay, cool. So the famous death was uh, Bobby Rogers. He was an American vocalist, and he died from complications of diabetes at age oh. 73. If you don't know who Bobby Rogers was, well, you will know him when I tell you this. Uh, Bobby Rogers was um, he was a member of the Motown group The Miracles from 56 to his death. Um hmm. You guys know about the Miracles? Uh, one of the most uh, famous songs, uh, "Tears of a Clown," right? For yep. that song. Yeah. Uh, so he was a uh, he was a tenor singer for for the, the Miracles, and uh, okay. A uh, big bucket of wind to Bobby Rogers. Yeah, go Bobby. I love the Miracles. So yep. that was uh, the death. Okay. Now, do you want to hear the two historical events? I would love to. Craig. Okay. Well, Hit them on me. Well, we have a good news and a bad news. Which one do you want first?
2: Well, let's end on a happy note. So let's go for the bad news.
1: All right. Well, the bad news was 40 people were killed by a bomb blast in Karachi, Pakistan. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That is some bad news. Yeah. So for the good news was yeah. uh, kidswithstyle.com. Shop on... now that's, that's an ad. No, <laughs> oh, that sounded promising. <laughs> uh, but it does have to do with kids. Um, a two-year-old oh, okay. U.S. girl becomes the first child born with HIV.
2: Uh, uh, what?
1: To be cured! <laughs>
2: oh, okay. Ah,
1: progress, everybody.
2: Yeah, somehow that's both positive news, yet still very bleak. Yes,
1: but yeah. uh, I've heard in the news t- lately that there's been uh, some progress with, with the AIDS and HIV. Cure yeah. coming around.
2: Well, let's hope for the best for the world on that. That's
1: right. Front. Let's get on to the uh, box office.
2: Yes, let's hit up the charts. Uh,
1: The number one movie of the week was your favorite movie, Jack the Giant Slayer.
2: Oh, yes. That (laughs) movie with
1: uh, Ewan McGregor, maybe? That's right. It made a whopping $27 million, followed by number two, Identity Theft. Number three, 21 and over. Number Mm -hmm. four, Snitch. The sequel to Snatch. Yes. Number five, the sequel to the first Exorcism, part one, actually called The Last Exorcism, part two. Well, anyways, uh, number six was yeah. Escape from Planet Earth. Mm. I haven't seen most of these movies since isn't that long no. ago. Number seven was Safe safe Haven. Okay. Uh, number eight, uh, your favorite actors were in this movie Silver Linings Playbook. Your big um... oh, god, yeah, that's I hate that movie. <laughs> you love Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence yeah Uh, number five a good day to die hard which was the fifth Mm -hmm. die hard movie and i've yet to see it but i own it
2: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say we're both big die hard fans you're a more die hard die hard fan than i am probably
1: we and yeah we saw the fourth one live free die hard i remember that was a great adventure because it was like during the day we got day drunk at at like a the, horrible bar. It, it's considered the, the, like the worst it's it's isn't it considered the worst bar in Portland but not like the worst oh, yeah. bar but like it's meant
2: to be. It's comically yeah dingy. like it's it's laughable how bad it I is. I think
1: we shared a picture of like PBR for like three dollars. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and the, when this came out yeah when that fourth Die Hard movie and we went and watched it had a great time. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, and then uh, the tenth movie was Dark Skies. Okay. Um, Alright. So Steve, what were we jamming to?
2: Well, number one, which is very appropriate for today's episode That's right. was the Harlem Shake by Bauer.
1: mm-hmm and uh and big fan of the Homer Shake us to the show yeah
2: yes. Um, number two was thrift, uh, thrift Shop by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. All right. Number three was When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Okay. Number four, this one you know that you like, I Knew You Were Trouble by Taylor Swift.
1: I'm literally wearing a Taylor Swift shirt right now.
2: I fully believe it. When that video came out, I remember watching it a lot, and I don't know why.
1: I uh, just love myself some T-Swift.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, scream and Shout by Will Am and Britney Spears for number five. I still love Britney. And number six, Drake started from the bottom, and there he was.
1: He will always be uh, the guy from Degrassi to me. Jimmy, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh Number seven is Stay by Rihanna featuring Mickey Echo.
1: I still like Rihanna, yeah. Go for it.
2: Yeah. Uh, number eight, Suit and Tie with Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z. Ooh, that's
1: a great song, too.
2: It is a good song. Uh, number nine, Bruno Mars' Get Again with Locked Out of Heaven.
1: He's always like in the top ten still, isn't he?
2: Oh, yeah. He's a pop star that yeah. is really emulating another pop star that we don't talk about anymore, <laughs> but he's doing it better, and he's probably not a creep. Yeah, I
1: don't think he diddles kids like a certain pop star yeah we're looking at you don henley
2: (laughs) or the guy who wrote that hockey song uh, w- da, 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 oh hey, yeah you're da, right da, da, yeah because he did fiddle kids all right um and rounding out the top 10 is love me by little way featuring drake and future and those were your hits
1: oh you know what's funny is because 2013 still doesn't feel that long ago to me and mm-hmm. i was working as a karaoke disc jockey at this time oh yeah so like all those songs to me like i i enjoyed most of them because i was used to listening to pop music at the time because i would make my mixtapes that played in the background before singers would come up. Right. And so I always made my mix, my mix, my mix tapes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I always put pop songs, like the current pop songs, in there. It's, 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 and yeah, it was always a way a to good like, list. yeah, it was always a way to give like um, uh, subconscious like ideas to like people. Like I don't know what to sing. Like oh, this song's popular. I want to sing this. Right. Yeah. And
2: for you as the KJ, you probably hadn't heard it a million times. Exactly. Yeah, because I don't like, want to hear like Four Non
1: Blondes. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I don't want to hear "Don't Stop Believing" and the Four Non Blondes. Right. Exactly. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Well, Steve. I enjoyed this week of movies and music and culture. Yeah, I think it's, it's time. I think it's time to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about this episode, which is gorgeous grandpa. Steve, grandpa. Remember that title? Yes. Gorgeous Grandpa.
2: It's so easy to remember. Why wouldn't you remember it? Gorgeous Grandpa.
1: And we're back from our break. Steve. Yes. Let's get into this week's episode of The Simpsons.
2: All right. Today we are talking about Season 24, Episode 14, Gorgeous George, originally aired March 3rd, 2013, <laughs> number 522 in the original run. Your nerd code is R A B 6 Your showrunners are Matt Selman and Al Jean. Your director is Chuck <laughs> Sheets, and it is written by Matt Selman.
1: Um, Steve, I don't know yep. if I'm going to stop you for this episode. You call this episode "Gorgeous George"? That is the name of the episode. No, it's "Gorgeous Grandpa." Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not about a curious monkey. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Oh that's, man, that's a uh, curious George. Right. Yeah. He um, wasn't bad looking, though. I'm thinking we're keeping this in the podcast. Ugh, <laughs> oh, crap. And Steve, you're not even sick this week. Nope. I'm perfectly fine. You have nothing to uh, (laughs) nothing to blame that on. You know what? We're keeping that in the podcast. So here's my my
2: excuse. This was based on the wrestler Gorgeous George. Yes. Who
1: grandpa is basically parroting. So and I'm an idiot. No, it's fine because you know most of these Simpsons titles, especially in the later years, are always puns of something. Yeah, of this based on. So you know we're gonna let we're gonna let this pass. All right, thank um, you. That's why I was giggling in your. your... <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm looking at our show notes here, and you even wrote "Gorgeous George" on our notes. Yeah, that's why I did it. Because I was just yeah. reading up the notes. Yeah. So Got- George's grandpa, George's grandpa. <laughs> Guys, did you hear that? We actually have show notes. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're getting up in this game. Um, Steve. Yes. You brought up uh, the written by uh, Matt Selman. Yes, now, Matt Selman. I not don't, I don't, I We haven't really talked about Matt Selman. I don't think we've had an episode that he's written. I don't think uh, so. No. Uh, he's one of the. I think one of the top guys still he's still on the show as a producer and still writes um if we ever had a guest he's one of the few that i would love to talk to but because he's got some of uh what many consider is uh he's got some goods and the bads as, as Simpsons fans i'm not gonna say if i approve or not but well,
2: he did do trilogy of air which was an episode that we oh.
1: reviewed oh he did do that Okay, I stand corrected. Um, okay, I'm I'm looking at his credits right now, but he also did uh, Lisa the Skeptic. He was a staff writer at that time. That's so good. if you look at his staff credits, he had The Cartridge Family, Bart Star, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two Mrs. Nahisipila Petalons. Sure. Uh, Lisa the Skeptic, Reality Bites, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, uh, Bart Carney, like I said, and Trash of the Titans, which was uh. Was that like the 200th episode? The yeah. With, uh, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. So too. that was the staff His first one was Natural Born Kisser's, and then he went to do Simpsons Bible Stories, which mm. luckily that's not in our wheelhouse because that's one of my least favorites. And that was in the Golden Age too. Yeah, that
2: was uh, Departure, and it wasn't good.
1: Um, uh, looking, at but he did Behind the Laughter, which is the season Classic. 11. Season 11. Uh, Uh, season finale, which I love that one. You Mm -hmm. say Trilogy Air, you're right. He did do that. Uh, Jaws Wired Shut, I think, was a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then this is the one I want to get to. I think that's what you're talking about. That 90s show. Yeah. Which is going to happen in our podcast. I know. One of these days. Mm. It's the episode that even... Simpsons fans that have that quit watching after like seasons ten, they know about this episode. Yeah. And
2: uh I don't it know whether we're t- replace uh the Skinner episode as like the worst episode ever.
1: Uh but is I mean, we're gonna get there one of these days. I don't know where we're talking about it now, but yeah. Uh but he's got some good stuff and some questionable things, but if if okay, here's here's what what I'm trying to say is we haven't done this episode yet, and hopefully by the time that episode gets uh, chosen at random by our wheel of randomness, that we'll have some sort of like f- uh, fan base or clout that maybe when that episode happens, that we can get him on the show. Yeah, that's we can give him I'm a call saying. or something, and maybe he like, can defend it. Maybe he has. That's what I'm asking for, like guys. an artistic
2: vision that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. That he changed the entire timeline of The Simpsons and made everything bad but yeah maybe well
1: that's what you're saying i have probably wa- i've probably only watched the episode like twice yeah and it's been a long time since i've seen it because i tend to probably skip that yeah that's understandable um, but when we get there we'll get there there's still maybe more is that the one of the most questionable or like uh, controversial episodes of the simpsons you think i feel like it's way up there like like next to the brazil episode yeah brazil we'll Skinner. get to eventually we'll get there Will we get to the Skinner episode? No, because that's in the golden that, age. Yeah, that's yeah. season nine, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about Matt Selman. I, I'm still I'm still a fan of Matt Selman. I'm yep. not dissing the man. I I just uh was looking at that because we never talked about his credits uh in Trilogy of Air. So Yeah, so you take the good, you take the bad. Then you have and you the get mats of the Selman. Mats of <laughs> the mats of Selman. <laughs> All right. All right. So for
2: our couch gag, as you previously heard, we get the Homer Shake. Which is a take on
1: the Harlem Shake. Which, as you heard, was the number one song of the week, which was pretty cool, and we have already talked about that, so
2: yeah, let's continue. All right, so it cuts straight to Lisa sitting on the couch reading, and uh, Homer suggests that she watches some TV.
0: Hmm. I can't believe you're reading when there's so much great stuff on TV. Hmm. Right, it is the golden age of well-written, brilliantly acted TV shows. <coughs> Writing is for bathroom walls, and acting is for getting out of DUIs. The only reason TV exists is for reality shows about white-trash bags
2: doing subhuman, made-up jobs. They were watching a list, uh, a bunch of reality
1: shows. Do um, you want to hear what those are, Craig? uh i'll read with you okay i mean from memory i remember them all i memorized them me too <laughs> all right what's the first one swamp huffers i think the next one was american tattoo burner offers and then i think
2: it was the autopsy wars
1: cockroach intervention
2: uh wheelchair thieves of beverly hills
1: porn hoarders
2: one big happy hobo taxidermy
1: family roadkill cook-off
2: everglades gay wedding chapel
1: cough syrup bandits
2: american junk piercers
1: skunk people tiny horses tiny glue factory (laughs) toddlers and tarantulas meth boss (laughs) crocodile matchmaker porn hunters texas and storage battles
2: i feel like one writer or maybe a bunch of writers had a lot of
1: fun um so did you ever watch any of those shows like the storage shows or no i'd never seen them um Know... We,
2: Laura and I used to watch uh, the Gypsy shows, like the Gypsy wedding shows, mm-hmm. and that was about the extent of it. But it was
1: real bleak. Yeah, I just – I mean, I know what they're about, and I. here's the thing. I don't need to watch those shows because I'll watch The Simpsons that parody them so I get the idea of it. <laughs> yeah, you, right? get the, you get the point. Simpsons is um... – you know, when it first started out, it was you know a family sitcom, but now it's a it's a avenue for pop culture references, which is fine because you know shows have to evolve, right? That's yeah. what we're here to do. This cliff notes of what was going on two years before the episode aired. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, Steve, out of all of those shows, mm. which one would you want to watch the most?
2: Ooh, <laughs> I gotta go with Tiny Horses, Tiny Glue Factory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, that's pretty dark. Yeah, um, I feel you? like you. Uh... <laughs> I like the toddlers and tarantulas. <laughs> it's just the idea of, I'm, I'm just assuming toddlers walking around with tarantulas. Yeah. Which, it, don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but tarantulas aren't, Like poisonous, right? I don't think so. They're furry little fun spiders. Like, you know, people have them as pets. They're pretty docile, aren't they? I think so. I don't know much about spiders. Like, to humans, obviously, because they can't, like, you know, web us. And I don't know. Someone out there just tweet at us at 138 Simpsons and let us know if tarantulas are, like, I don't think they're venomous or poisonous. Yeah, I don't don't know. know. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, And I also thought it was funny. There was the Porn Hoarders, Mm -hmm. and then there was, like, the spinoff of Porn Hoarders Texas. <laughs> Which I assume it's just the same, but they wear bigger hats. Well, I would just assume it's because there were so many porn hoarders in Texas that like <laughs> they need their own show. Yeah, um, I would probably uh, Roadkill Cookoff. Actually, I feel like would be a real show. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of a big thing. Uh, not a big thing, but in the South, uh, people do if they hit or hit you know if they hit something. It's it, it's free game. In fact in the state of that's in, funny. In the in the state of Oregon now, I believe it's legal if you hit a deer, you're you're allowed to take that home with you. I think that law just passed. If I wow, were. I yeah. did not know that.
2: Does so, that is that only for deer or I think does that count for children as well?
1: Whew, ah, gee, Steve. Are we <laughs> I don't I don't see <laughs> children eating show on this list. But you know, it could be one big happy homo taxidermy family. That could be part of it. There you go. All right. Let's get back to the show.
2: Alrighty. So the Homer does binge watch a show called Storage Battles, which is a parody of Storage Wars, featuring a number of dirtbags, including one CJ, who is a pro bidder and he is just kind of uh going through uh empty or abandoned uh units and you know he sees kids Drawings and air, various heirlooms, and he's just disgracing them, looking for a way to make some money, and that's basically the show. But he is wearing a Jay Guevara shirt featuring a... Jay Leno. <laughs> I didn't catch that, so it wasn't a Che Guevara. Right, it looks just like the red Che Guevara shirts that you know people with ideals when they're eighteen wear. But Jay Leno's face is in
1: the middle of it. Usually I play the episode uh, while we're talking about it, and I forgot to, so <laughs> it was on pause all the whole time. So I now I gotta figure out where that's at. Well, obviously we're pretty close into the show. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's funny. I did not notice that, Steve. Even I've watched this like three hundred times. Wow. Okay, two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably two more times than you wanted. Um, well, you don't know my rating on
2: this episode yet. That's we'll true. That's again, fair. Right? Alright. Uh, so this inspires Homer to do the same, so he goes to, uh, go to, uh, the auction site as well.
0: High five me, Marge! I wanna know what it's for! Too late!
2: We're gonna get rich
0: of the poor and forgetful, and dead people.
1: That, uh, clip was great. <laughs> I just like the idea of, like, high five me, Marge! You know. <laughs> but for what? <laughs> All right, and then they go to the storage locker auction, and other townspeople are simply inspired. I said I win a locker full of treasure, like a solid gold
0: bar of silver or Picasso's TV. Oh no, no, no! It is I who will be watching Picasso's TV tonight. Do I have fifty dollars? Let me get fifty dollars. Oh yeah, one hundred. Is there one hundred out there looking for one hundred? Thank you. $150, One fifty, one hundred fifty. Do I have <laughs> two hundred? Two fifty. Do I hear? Yeah. <laughs> Three fifty. yeah Four. Do I hear four hundred dollars? 450! Bidding! 500! 500. 550! You know? 600! 600. 650! <laughs> 650. <laughs> 650 going once, 650 going twice! $1,000! $1, $1,000 going once, going twice, sold to the man who didn't wait for the bidding to get anywhere near $1,000! In the money game, cash is king! <laughs>
1: well, without naming everyone that was there, Steve, did you have any fun little, uh... Um, it was fun to see Stampy. It is good to see Stampy, because every now and then, Stampy makes an appearance, and I love that, that he's still part of that Simpsons universe.
2: It's good to see that he's doing well, but also, uh, we saw uh, John Scholeswolder for his cartoon version, and I'm sure our listener knows, but he is a writer of 59 episodes of The Simpsons. Very iconic, especially in the Golden Age. Anytime you have a hobo conversation or any old-timey thing... You can thank him. He's also written a number of books that are really funny, and I currently own six of
1: them looking to own the whole series. Steve, I feel like we failed at this podcast uh, of our concept. We should have just done the Schwarzwelder podcast, and we just reviewed all 59 episodes and his books and just talked about it. Oh, how, could you imagine how oh, much more, man. How You're much making much me joy, mad. Joy we would have. I am literally, like,
2: getting upset now and, because that is such a good idea.
1: And it's funny because, like, we could never get him on the show. Like, no one could get him on the show, right? Right. Exactly. So we would have no expectations.
2: Right. So, all wow. right. Wow. Way to come up with that idea now, Craig.
1: <laughs> well... Maybe for the Patreon. Yeah, God <laughs> bless that Patreon. That's gonna happen. That will never happen. <laughs> it, it'll be just like um, uh, support the show for three thousand dollars, and it'll be like one person, and we'll be good.
2: Yep, hit us up, uh, Timothy. <laughs> okay, so uh, Homer gets a unit for a thousand dollars. And they begin to examine the unit where they find boxes full of feather boas, hand mirrors, perfume spritzers, baby oil, tights, and robes.
1: Oh, see, can we go back to the yeah. – I just want to say it was really funny. With that, the bidding, mm-hmm. uh, we played in the clip, but I just love the fact that Homer says $1,000 and then the auctioneer's like, okay, right, <laughs> well, we are not even that close to $1,000, but whatever and i thought it was i don't know if you like this scene where oh I'm the money like,
2: scene yeah and he
1: and he breaks the fourth wall and he's talking to him. but then like the family's like what, who is he talking to <laughs>
2: yeah i did enjoy the fact that he was like looking off into nowhere where a camera should be that was
1: have fun. have you ever in your real irl in real life done that like broke the fourth wall like you were actually on a tv show <laughs> or like you know being filmed like and like look to like a pretend camera and be like and that's that or whatever. Have you ever d- done
2: that? I'm going to admit that yes, yes I have.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have too.
2: I just like to explain jokes to people because it's funny to me to like kill the humor. So if I make oh. a joke and nobody gets it, I
1: will like look to nowhere and be like, "That's why that joke is funny." That is like my favorite thing, and and I think it annoys people the most. Mm-hmm. Is I love to just to tell a joke and explain that joke because yeah. it's the worst. I thing love to do. do it. You see, yeah, uh, yeah. You see, because oh, <laughs> uh, but it's a great bit. I, I wish I would have thought of a joke right now to explain. I know, but we could we could think of one stop and then, and then come back and edit it, but i really don't want to that
2: smells of effort and we don't do that here at the 138 no. Simpson's
1: pod yep that's right all right so, so continue they discover that the
2: unit belongs to one Abraham Grandpa Simpson and also they discover not just girly stuff but there's some fitness magazines ooh steve what kind of magazines were there well there is Clench. i think there was thrust squat and thighs which leads the family to believe is grandpa gay i
0: think your dad might be gay
2: oh that's insane
0: my dad was married to a woman who left him because he ignored her needs for decades
2: oh my gay dad is gay for gays and so marge is pretty excited for the novelty of grandpa to be gay and she wants to help him get out of the closet and find
1: somebody i love I love the fact that, like, Marge is so on board of just being, like, she's so excited that that he's gay. Mm -hmm. The fact that, like, you know, that she's so welcoming of him being gay.
0: Your dad's been in the closet for so long, he probably doesn't know how tolerant society's become. They even had a gay float in the Pride Parade last year.
1: This could be one of my favorite jokes of the episode. The fact that she says, uh... (laughs) That this year they allowed a gay float in the Pride Parade, right? <laughs> uh, I got to say that's that's a good joke.
2: That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh,
1: kudos to you, Matt Selman. Well done. All right.
2: All right. So we see Homer and Marge sitting in bed talking about helping them. And, you know, Homer's also pretty exciting for it. And that makes Marge a little horny.
0: Yeah, gay rights are human rights, baby.
1: Was that creepy or was it? It's simultaneously creepy and progressive. <laughs> Right. So. But it almost sounds like Homer is like, he, you know, he's getting off on, on his gay dad. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I, am I reading this wrong?
2: Maybe, maybe it's your own issues about your daddy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: Steve. <laughs> uh, all right. So they go to visit uh, Abe at the retirement home, and they're all dressed in like pride regalia, Rayville flags, and I love my great gay grandpa.
1: Steve, you <laughs> wear that shirt a lot, don't you?
2: Oh, yeah, all the time. I do love my great grandpa. He's dead and he didn't know he was gay, but still loves it. <laughs> um, and so Bart asks Marge if he's just doing it to be cool. She denies it, but does mention Helen Lovejoy and her he she cousin uh, yeah that's i didn't pull that clip but that's, i like that line that's good yeah so they go to see it, abe to say hey if you're gay we you welcome it also the a fun visual gag that i didn't put in the notes but homer's
1: building a tank in a bottle yeah this is
2: different but anyway
1: i'm gonna go back to the uh Lovejoy's that uh he she cousin mm-hmm. i'm gonna get another credit there to matt selma for the uh checkoffs gun in that scenario so they. oh yes they Very set nice. up that that joke and then we get a nice payoff Later I believe it's episode. Chekhov's
2: phaser. They don't oh. have guns Star Wars, Craig. <laughs> uh, all right, continue. Um, so yeah, so Abe gets mad at him, mad at the family, and shuns him. So as they're leaving, they do see or Lena, who is uh, Helen Lovejoy's he/she cousin, which is their words, not
1: ours. Yes. You know, find your joy, be yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you could you could say he/she in 2013, but not in 2019. Right. Actually, I'm pretty sure you couldn't say in 2013. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but they said it, and so here we are. Um, but, but Marge says it. So yeah, you know, she's very behind the times, like in that way. But she's very welcoming. Yeah. There, there, I don't. Know, I don't know, but there is a whole episode where I forget who Patty or Selma does come out, which we'll eventually review. I was
2: but... actually going to mention that too because yeah. I believe it's Patty, and when she does, she calls out Marge for being all cool and liberal
1: until it actually affects her, and then she's comfortable with it. Which I think actually might be a really Good episode. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that when we ever get to that, which I don't know when that's going to happen, but eventually it will.
2: Yeah. So Marge decides to uh, make a personal ad online to uh, help Grandpa come out of the closet. And so she writes an ad that's reads Wrinkled and romantic, help me out of the closet. Wonderful old man seeks life partner before <laughs> rapidly encroaching death. Some fatties, okay. <laughs> well, that's because Homer said uh, no fatties. fatties yeah. You know. <laughs> so they go to what is known as casual encounters park (laughs) and then they find smithers who has been in love with somebody else but is in the friend zone so uh he hits up abe and he so then the simpsons come out and like hey there you go be gay and they mention that the storage locker and everything and it turns out that you know he was a wrestler named glamorous godfrey and so he puts on the wig and then Burns sees him and recognizes him,
1: recognizes him,
2: and is enamored with him.
1: You know, I think this is kind of funny that uh, Burns you know, like fanboys out mm-hmm. over Abe. But also, he was in the same platoon in <laughs> yeah, World yeah. War II. So, <laughs> why was he like, oh, I know that guy. I was in war with him. Right. <laughs> He's one of the fighting hellfish We're literally the last two survivors. But uh, we lost those paintings, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> the fact that Burns. <laughs> You know.
2: yeah i thought about I, that too
1: sure like meant to be continuity heavy and like <laughs> <but just back laughs> that, i thought that was funny he's like oh he's he's all of a sudden now he just loves <laughs> grandpa simpson is his hero yeah anyways continue steve
2: okay so we cut to burns mansion where
1: he has a shrine to glamorous godfrey
2: and then marge starts to cry because abe's not gay <laughs> Which kind of speaks back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, about Marge maybe just doing it because she wants to be cool. Maybe Bart had a point there.
1: I I think I think what you're saying. Yeah, with that episode too is, I think she's fine with other people from not her family being gay. But then like the the idea that Patty became gay, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, that's her. She probably like, always was
2: gay, but came out. Yeah. yeah. I
1: don't know.
2: All right. Well, we'll Uh, get there. Yep. So there's a flashback of Abe as a wrestler, and he's an attractive uh, vain guy named uh, Glamorous Godfrey. And he's also a heel, which is a wrestling term that is basically a bad guy. And he has the motto, always cheat. And so he became famous, but also hated by everyone. So he quit. But Burns saw him as a hero and Bart is impressed with him. So Burns decides to take the Bart and Abe out to dinner.
1: Well, he wants to, uh, so they have to ask uh, permission from
2: uh, one
0: Homer Simpson, I think. I don't know. Should I really let the men who ruined my past and present hang out with the kid who's going to ruin my future? I'll bring you home my dessert. Text me the
2: choices. They're out to dinner, and Burns convinces Abe to wrestle one more time, and he does it with a song.
0: Don't really care for chasing women, never was keen on booze. Don't take cocaine or Mary Jane, no, I get drunk on booze. Uh, that's B-O-O-S, not Z-E as before Uh, we get it Because you've got to love to be hated Find the good in being bad Oh, the crowd is full of gentlemen But they've paid to see the cad Yes, it's a hoot, a kick, a gas When you're the villain of the show Once you wear black, you'll never go back It's a high to be loathed Chucky, Stellan, Megatron Eric Cartman, Donkey Kong, Vader, Nader, Simon Legree, Terminators, 1, 2, and 3, Iago, Joker, Voldemort, McEnroe, and Center Court, Mr. Burns and Skeletor, keep your good guys what a snore. When it's your head, they wanna sever, and your blood, they wanna shed. You know you're gonna live forever, if everybody wants you dead. So listen up, because I'm giving the best advice you will ever know to so feel the thrill i know you will it's a high to be low. i'll feel like i'll live forever as long as
1: everybody wants me dead let's talk about that song how'd you like All it right.
2: i like the uh the wordplay of booze and booze yeah that's good and that they call it out and low it feels good to be low the Yes. yeah like that was fun too Um, But also the
1: list of villains. I like the list of villains. Let's uh, talk about the villains. Well, there's Chucky. There's Chucky. There's Joseph Stalin. I think there's Megatron. Uh, Eric Cartman.
2: Donkey Kong. (laughs) Ralph Nader. Simon Legree, who is the slave owner from Uncle
1: Tom's Cabin, in case you weren't aware, that's right. We have Terminators one, two, and three. This is obviously before the the six other movies. Terminators came out. Yeah, uh, Iago, that parrot from Aladdin, aka Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, yeah. Then we have the Joker <laughs> and Voldemort. Um, and my favorite, Mr. Burns, <laughs> <laughs> and Skeletor. Uh, okay, so the structure of that jokes like I think that this is pretty smart when like he was listing off these the the villains. Saving Mr. Burns for second to last. So you can put yeah. him in Skeletor. I guess if you said, and Mr. Burns, you're like, eh. But um, so I'm going to say good job on that. Um, yeah. So where do you rate this song? In, um... It's pretty
2: high up there. I mean, it's not exactly Dr. Zayas, but I like it.
1: Uh, it's not as good as see my vest no, but, uh, it was fun. I just, I, I think the best part was obviously the, the list of villains. Yeah. I uh, think this is probably one of my
2: favorite moments of the whole episode.
1: I, I would too. Um, I oh, will get back to that, but I, I that's just so funny. And just either, either it's a hit or a miss when they, uh, self-reference themselves, mm-hmm. reference themselves, but saying like, and Mr. Burns as being a villain. Um, it's good. Yeah. All right. So then the old folks flock to see Ellery wrestling and Grandpa living up to his vain wrestler character. And I think we got another clip.
0: Why do you think bad guys are so cool? Why do you still have a thing for Nelson? I'm not. That's ridiculous. It just, it's, the, he, oh, he's a rebel and only I can change him.
2: So we see Grandpa in the ring and, you know, he's got uh, a painter painting him like they do in Titanic with one of his French girls. And then we have the uh, ref and the fellow wrestler looking in the rule book to see if that's allowed. And then, you know, they're fighting and he's just living up the heel aspect of his of his uh, glamorous character. And so then we get Bart, who is inspired by all this, and he takes up the persona for baseball for, for his softball game, rather. And he becomes a cheating pretty boy as well. And we have a clip that I like. I've never seen anyone so full of self-regard. And I've worked with Bob Balaban. Somebody's got to take down Bob Balaban. It's about <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> that uh, could be considered one of my favorite quotes. I just... If anyone's a fan of the Christopher Guest movies... Uh, he's been in plenty of movies, but... Uh, Bob Balaban, yes. so good. But he, he he's always so... His demeanor and everything he, he is is <laughs> just so... You know, Bob Balaban, if they were to make a live action Simpsons movie, I feel like he should play Sideshow Bob or Mel. (laughs) I don't know. That could work. Although he could be. Who would Bob Balaban be in in the Simpsons universe if you were to cast as a live action? Hmm. He could be a Smithers, I think. Hmm, Smithers. Yeah. No, I'm going with Sideshow Mel. Listeners, what do you think Bob Balaban should play in the live action Simpsons movie? Are we going to make Email us at 138 Simpsons. Yeah, I can make a poll. No, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, Yeah. Just email us or tweet us. Bob Balaban. I mean, you can't be Sideshow Bob because you're going to still put uh, Kelsey Grammer. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... That's one of the few actors I think that would, if you were to, to actually make a live-action Simpsons movie, which, do you think that will ever actually happen? Oof. Yeah, probably, like, 10 years too late. Like, uh, this could be, you know, this could be another bit. Uh, we'll save it for another episode. We're going to do, do, okay, let's promise <laughs> this to fans. We're going to cast... The Simpsons live-action movie. Ooh, okay. Right, we're going to save that for another episode. Let's continue with this, though. Alrighty. So then we get a couple of uh,
2: pop-up ads like the Fox would do on their Sunday night about the upcoming shows for Storage Battles, Tahoe. And it, there's another one later on in the episode. Um, but plot-wise, we get Homer confronting Grandpa as he's hanging with Burns at the nuclear power plant about his him being a bad influence on Bart.
0: How are you a winner? You're cheating in a fake sport! Fake? Ridiculous. If professional wrestling were fake, that would make every fan in the history of the sport a complete and utter moron!
1: Wrestling's fake?
2: What? Ugh! Ugh!
1: Um, I'm gonna ask you, are you a wrestling fan, or...?
2: Nope!
1: <laughs> Did you...? Uh... I was as a kid. I, um, I was too. Like I think I watched, you know, back in the eighties. You know, with like whole. Yeah, me too. And,
2: and here in Portland, there was a very large uh, wrestling scene. Oh, it was in the big. 80s. It was yeah. well, it
1: was big back in like the sixties and seventies. I remember my dad talking about like all these like big names that you would see, like, and it kind of it kind of has a revival now. I think too. Yeah. In oh, area.
2: actually, I have a little story.
1: Uh, let's hear it.
2: When I was a kid, I was like four or five, I was at a fast food place with my dad, and I don't know which wrestler it was, but we there was a local wrestler that I recognized, and he was he was also a heel, a bad guy, and I guess I was really scared, but and so I hid behind my dad's leg, but then I mustered up all my courage,
1: and I ran up to him, and I stamped him on the foot, and <laughs> then I ran away. Steve, um, are you sure you weren't just at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and you just saw a giant mouse, and... <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was a wrestler and just stamped on his foot?
2: Mouse can be a wrestler.
1: <laughs> mouse can be a wrestler. Oh, that's a great wrestler name, the Mouse. Uh, Steve, should we become wrestlers? Probably. Steve, I've always asked this question, too. Do you prefer uh, boxers or wrestlers? <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. It's uh, a funny joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is. So you don't remember the wrestler's name? No, I don't, unfortunately.
2: I do know that Rowdy Roddy Piper had yeah. to start in Portland Wrestling, Maybe? but it wasn't him. Oh, okay.
1: All right, well. But, yeah. Fun story. That was one of your memories with your father. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so wistful when you say that. <laughs> and we're back. Let's go. Right. the show.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, also, in that clip, you get a fun uh, image of Burns' face front.
1: Yeah. And I always <laughs> enjoy that. Yeah, because he, he, he you know he did break fourth wall, right? Yeah. Camera. Yep.
2: Um, so Burns convinces him to make Bart his sidekick, known as Beautiful Bart, and this concerns Marge, who wants him to be a good person. I don't care if
0: Bart is a wrestler, a busboy, or even a stoplight
1: squeegee man, as long as he's a nice person. But Bart's a dick. Yep.
2: Uh, so he goes into the ring, and he kid asks for his autograph, and he blows a snot rocket on the on the autograph, <laughs> and then he uh, sprays sprays perfume into the crowd, and then they go to fight Captain Flag and Half Mask. <laughs> Those great names. Yeah, and so Abe sees that uh, Bart's basically become an asshole, and so he retires his heel persona and becomes Honest Abe with his sidekick sidekick Laddie Liberty, and so they don new costumes which they got from somewhere, and then they decide to wrestle Mr. Burns. Much to the cheering of the crowd.
0: I wish grandpa was my dad.
1: He wishes his grandpa was his dad. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the episode, Steve. Yeah. The end scene of a uh, burn story memorabilia uh, through the credits, uh, uh, Storage Battles crew, Lisa Nelson, Martin Robot, Marge and Homer in the bathroom, and an ominous folding chair. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Steve, what yeah. did you think of this episode?
2: It felt really dated, first of all. Mm-hmm. I know it's only six years old, but it feels like it's in a time capsule with the couch gag. And the reality shows, it feels so far removed from now, but not old enough to be nostalgic. It's kind of weird. I
1: felt the opposite, actually. Oh. Um, I felt like this episode uh, is pretty current. Like, if they put this on and said this was a new episode, like, okay, because these these Storage Wars type shows are still pretty big. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The way the show starts. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and the wrestling, because wrestling is still popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like yeah. Even though this is, however old it is, you said six years old, but mm-hmm. no, it it felt pretty. I was I was fine with this episode. Okay. Um, here's how I feel like like with most of these later Simpsons is, they start out pretty strong. Mm-hmm. This episode, I feel I feel like was the beginning with the first you know I'd say third of maybe third of the episode, two thirds at least. Was really strong, but then when they had to get into the actual plot, that's mm-hmm. when I felt like it wasn't, you know, as good.
2: Yeah, and also it feels really rushed. Like the oh. the the third act just felt like. Whew.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Like that's what if you listen to this listen to this podcast back that there's so many clips that we put in from the, the <laughs> yeah. first the first two thirds of the episode. It's like oh, right, let's rush to this like little plot of uh, is, is this a is this a Bart and Grandpa episode? Apparently, yeah, I guess so. I mean, just kind of shoes horn in like. It starts off with, you know, uh, a Homer story like it it feels like, okay, where are we going with this? Like, is this going to be Homer like now going to be, you know, going through storage lockers? And Mm -hmm.
2: is that where it's going? And then is it going to be a grandpa episode?
1: Just grandpa being gay. Right. And are they not ballsy enough to do that sort of thing? (laughs) Right. Maybe. (laughs) Could you could you I mean, why not? Right.
2: Yeah, it just it just always feels like in these couple of later episodes that we've watched, it feels like the first two acts are very coherent and paced, yes, equally, and then the third act just rushes through yep a bunch of pages, and it just is a weird a weird flow for me, and it shocks me every time.
1: I was gonna ask if this is the most recent episode of the Simpsons be reviewed, but I forgot we actually reviewed something from this current season thirty, yeah, and which that I think that episode from season thirty. Was was way better than this one. I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying this is a terrible episode. In fact, I, like I, said, I, I got a lot of chuckles out of this episode. I got um, some laughs. I think you know, Burn singing and the visual gags that he does with the whole song. I this is this is a great song and dance number And I... The Simpsons always does well. Is is the singing and dancing? Yeah, it's true. Um, you see when he's talking about uh, the visual gags too, of him talking about the um, uh, the villains and doing all the every time the villain comes up, there's the, the the silhouette of that villain. Yeah, which I forgot to say that too. It was about when he was that the Mr. Burns Skeletor. If,
0: mm-hmm. you,
1: if you look at that scene, it's Mr. Burns. But then when he turns to Skeletor. It's Skeletor's body, but still Mr. Burns's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I so, didn't notice that. There's a lot of great visual gags on this episode. So, um, Steve, if you were to do we do we rate this down? Should we should we hear some other external reviews before we? Yeah. Decide? So um, will change our
2: mind. Yeah. Yeah, Robert David Sullivan of the a- a- AV Club, which is the Oxford of the Onion, and a really good, if not really harsh, media site. Uh, gave the episode of B minus saying the season has already been heavy on nostalgia and on grandpa appearances. So it's not a pleasant surprise when the Simpsons stumble upon a storage unit with boxes of feather boas, wigs and perfume spares in boxes marked property of Abe Simpson. So he was kind of lukewarm on it.
1: Um, but B minus is still pretty good. Yeah. Especially it's, for the A B club. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I would, I would agree with his, his writings. Um, was there any fav, uh, trivia for this episode that you dug up? No. (laughs) Um, not really. No, I don't have anything either. And, uh, we talked about quotes. Um. Yeah, I gotta go with Bob
2: Daliban for my favorite. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, you know what? This quote I'm going to save toward the end of the episode.
2: Okay. Fair (laughs) enough.
1: So, uh. If you want to know my favorite quote, you have to listen to the entire episode. The very last quote, <laughs> the very last thing in this episode will be my favorite quote. So after the credits will be my favorite quote. So, Steve. Yep. Okay. So some, it's rating time. Let's look at some Bart spikes here. Out of nine, nine being the best. Out of right?
2: nine spikes. Nine spikes. What do we so... got this? In summation, I feel like the story was weak. Um the two saving races for me are the TV show right the TV show list Mm -hmm. in the beginning and the song. Because that is just some writers doing some real good work, and I love how drawn out both of those things are. Really well done, and that will really give them um a couple extra spikes. So my rating, four spikes.
1: Ooh, it's pretty harsh.
2: Yeah. Without the song and the reality show. I'm going to say two. Uh,
1: you know, there's a lot of visual gags in this episode that I appreciate. Uh, I think one of them uh, I just watched now, too, was um, oh, it was a clip we played earlier. When we we're like, that's a clip. It was uh, Lisa, you know, talking about um, the mil- bad, boys. bad boys, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that. Uh, Nelson is eating an ice cream sandwich and he eats half of it, but puts the other half in his sleeve like a pack of cigarettes in his mm-hmm. t-shirt. That's a good visual gag. Because um, I just watched that now. But uh, <laughs> I think you're. I don't know. I'm gonna give this. I I actually enjoyed. Like I think you're right. The premise. I think the two thirds. The first two thirds of this episode are really good, and then I think it just goes like downhill. Not down. Yeah. But, uh, four that's that's a tough one okay i, I, I may be harsh so i'm do gonna what give your heart it says i'm gonna give it, I'm giving it a five that's right five, five. barks five bar spikes which i guess isn't much more than four is only one more spike but yeah i'm giving that little five little, little five bump oh, okay that's fair <sighs> all right steve yeah i want to take another break before we get to the end of the show. Okay, sounds so, good. So we're gonna take a little break here, um, and when we come back, we're going to tell you we're gonna do another bit that people seem to like, which is we're gonna make an episode, and then we're gonna see a uh, what uh, what we're we talking about next next sounds week. Great. All yeah. right, we'll be right back we're back from our break okay we're gonna wrap up this episode steve mm-hmm. uh seems to be a fan favorite here we're going to spin the wheel of random for let's make steve and craig make an episode love it um it's still it's still in its uh, infancy of you know we still want to hear improvements so please tweet at us at 138 simpsons uh or email us at 138 simpsons at gmail.com to see how we can improve this, because we're just still using this, the wheel of random here. So right now, I'm gonna spin a wheel that has so many Simpsons characters on it. But first, there's only four. We only do the core four. Maggie's yep. not included because it's she's she never gets an episode. But anyways, right. here we go. Hitting the wheel, Steve. Spin that wheel for me. <laughs> All right, it landed on Lisa. Lisa, it's your show. All right, right we got a Lisa episode, and uh, which will make many people happy or many people sad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, Steve, can you pull out the character that Has like a hundred Simpsons It's so big. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I like yeah. the craftsmanship on this wheel, though. Yeah, uh, you did a good work. Thank you. It took me a like, long time. You spelled a poo wrong, though. It's A P U, not a space P O O. Oh yeah oops yeah all right well that's fine uh spin that wheel And we landed on helen lovejoy helen lovejoy <laughs> has she actually had her own episode or <laughs> i don't think so well she's going to now steve um so it's a the a story revolves around lisa simpson and helen lovejoy steve okay. what do you got what do you got for us
2: <clears throat> all right so here is my pitch all right uh, springfield is getting a farmer's market. Ooh. And Lisa is growing tomatoes for mm. said farmer's market. She has her own not, stand and everything. Not tomacos. Not tomacos. They're not GMO like the ones that she grew before. These are 100% right. organic. And yeah, so she's really excited to sell her tomatoes. Next to her in the, food, in the farmer's market, Helen Lovejoy is selling Himalayan sea salt in her stand called Lot's Wife's Pillar of Salt. And that cart is decorated to the nines with religious regalia all sorts of Christian stuff Jesus up the wazoo so Lisa protests saying that religion is sh- or that Helen is shoving religion down her throat but Lisa's ultimately denied justice because Helen has a First Amendment right to be as religious as she wants and Lisa learns a lesson from this
1: that's my episode and you just came up with that on the spot that's right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Again, my pitches are not as What detailed. you got, Craig? <laughs> All right. Well, uh so Matt Selman's going to write this episode. <laughs> All right. So, here's my pitch. Okay. So, Lisa, uh okay, Simpson. Lisa Simpson uh from the Simpson's family. Uh she be friends. Okay, I know this is a H- Helen Lovejoy but here's where it happens. Uh, Lisa befriends uh, Helen's and uh, uh, the Lovejoy daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? She's voiced by who was that? Voiced by uh, Meryl Streep, right? Yeah. Uh, she befriends her. I forget the name of the character. Sorry, but um, she befriends her and she likes her way. She she's a good girl now. You know she's she's cleaned up. But now she she enjoys the Buddhist way. Oh. As Lisa is a Buddhist. Right. And Helen finds out about this. And intervenes, of course, to uh, to stop this from converting or converting her daughter to Buddhism. But Lisa then says, "You you don't convert someone to Buddhism. It's it's a practice. It's not a religion. Okay. So it's, it's a philosophy. And so she the whole episode she's trying to teach that Buddhism is not a religion. I know there's a whole Buddhist episode, isn't? Ah, oh, so this has already been done. No, but not with Jessica Lovejoy. Jessica Lovejoy. That's the name of the character. Anyways, uh. So that's my whole thing. And and, uh, Helen and uh, Lisa become at odds with each other. Now, where's Reverend Lovejoy coming to this? Mm. Well, here's the thing. He's on sabbatical. That's why he's not in the episode. Okay. Here's the fun thing. He's on sabbatical in Tibet. (laughs) (laughs) And he learns the way of Buddhism. Oh, wow. And so when he comes back... Oh thank you Steve. Sure. So when he comes back from his trip, here's the stinger of the end episode. He's like, I heard I can't do it. <laughs> 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 I got some great news. He was he in Southern, <laughs> Southern tibet <then? laughs> Yeah, he's Southern tibet <laughs> I've got some I can't I can't do it. As you know, I can't do it for <laughs> Uh, and then it's just like he tells Helen about Buddhism, and then she, you know, looks to the camera and goes, wah, 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 and this episode ends. What do you think? I love it. Uh, like always, we won't, uh, oh, I won't win. Um, but <laughs> we'll put a poll up like we do on Twitter. And Steve, if you do this again, make sure you put it up for like seven days and not one.
2: Yeah, I put it up <laughs>
1: once, once for a week, and then there was a typo, so I deleted it. Okay, and then I put it up again only for a day, so yeah. That's All my bad. Right. Okay, so in summation here, Steve's is better and mine is bad, as always, because I can't think of anything creative. Yeah, we'll see. Yours was well thought out. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's... Okay, Steve, can you move the those Simpsons wheels and let's bring out the, All right. the season... Move the little one epi- over here and the, a
2: big one. So right. that,
1: that's just the season one, so we got from 11 to 30. Okay, so Steve, spin the wheel. <laughs> All right, we're at season 14. Season 14. We haven't done 14 yet. All right, this is good. All right, spin the episode wheel. Episode 17. So let me type that in my device. Season 14, episode 17. Originally aired April 13th, 2003. And it's called Three Gays of the Condo. Oh, boy. Homer relishes living with a gay couple and refuses to return home. Marge recruits Weird Al Yankovic to Ah. serenade her husband. Steve, do you remember this episode?
2: Vaguely. I know that. There is a uh, Scott Thompson appearance. There's a Weird Al appearance. Yeah.
1: And uh, I remember yeah. the Weird Al because they don't, they do, doesn't he parody uh, Jack and Diane? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I remember this being, as I remember, it, I think it's it's an
2: okay episode. I don't remember if I liked it or not. So I'm excited to watch it again and see yeah. what I think.
1: It's fun going back because I feel like this, you know, they talk about, the we talk about the golden age of one to, to 10, but really still in 14, there's still some good episodes here and there, right? true this could be one of them yeah don't know but um i'm looking forward to next week so with that and that's been this week's episode of the 130th simpsons podcast please 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 rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
2: please and also please <laughs> please please tell a friend tell two friends have them listen even if they listen in their sleep we just want to get those listeners we're just
1: looking for those rates and reviews steve can they reach us out at any other venues? yes you can find us at twitter and instagram at 138
2: simpsons and you can email us at 138 simpsons at gmail.com all right for this
1: week i have been your half host craig
2: and i've been your other half host steve we'll
1: see you next thursday
0: Cocaine I ordered is taken forever!